Hello, friends. Tired of traditional car dealerships pushing you around for five hours just to end up with a payment that's more than you can afford? They're not your friends, but you know who is your BFF? Volkswagen of Boise. They have a non-commission sales team that genuinely cares about your vehicle needs. Not ready to buy today? No pressure. Come back when you're ready, and they'll make the process easy and hassle-free with upfront pricing and a no-haggle philosophy. Volkswagen, engineered to buy easy. For more info, go to volkswagenofboise.com. This is the Boise Bubble Podcast, where we talk all things Treasure Valley. We're your hosts, Shane and Natalie Plummer. Welcome back to the conversation. Anyway, what are we talking about today? Uh, we're going to talk about, um, we've been doing this for a year. Mm-hmm. It's interesting for me whenever I look back like at our product, when I get on the feed and I see, oh, we're up to 36 episodes or 30-something episodes. All that in the course of a year. That's, I don't know, I feel kind of proud of that. Yeah, it's been good. I mean, they we were talking to our podcast um, producer and he, what did he say? The average podcast usually doesn't make it past six or? Six episodes, I think. Yeah. And I think it's just because it's really hard like you just don't you think you're just gonna hang out and talk but oh my gosh like uh starting podcasts is a lot more complicated especially to do content that people want to listen to I mean anyone can just talk I hear so many people are like oh we're just gonna get together and like shoot the shit I'm like that's cool why are people gonna listen and some people do but like um yeah it's it's been interesting see I'm split on that I think I feel like the the ones that are really good, it feels like they are just shooting the shit and it's good. But then I think, man, that's harder to do than they're making it look. Yeah, but they're Which celebrities, think right? That uh, I think a lot of them. Like, I mean, when you're you, listening to them because they're celebrity. I'm talking about just people who are just like hanging out and they're like, let's start a podcast. It's like what's bringing people to them, you know, like. People who are just sitting down and talking and being funny usually have a precedence for already producing that kind of content. Sure. Yeah. But for novices like us that are kind of breaking into this new format, it's, um, not, I don't know, my, my brain approaches it differently. But when I think uh, 36 episodes in the can, in the can, hear it again. Wait, but that you're using it totally differently. No, it's in the can. Like it's, well, it's completed. I, yeah. I you're, okay. Anyway, we're, we're, published, released. We have a pretty good uh, list of product. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. I'm not saying that it's all fantastic. I think that they were great. It's like our, our our babies. Yeah, I don't think about them that way. I think there's some that are really good and some that I'm like, hmm, I learned from that. Yeah. Uh, we One of the things that I love about doing this is uh, how we've been able to leverage your platform on Hello Meridian uh-huh. and the Boise Bubble podcast on Instagram to engage people and hear some of the feedback that that people get. Yeah. I don't know how people do have podcasts without that because like I'm so used to, um, engagement and that's the thing that I struggle with, with the podcast is like getting, getting feedback and engagement is, is different. Yeah. Um, and if you didn't have some other outlet to capture, to give people to go to you, I don't know how you do it if you didn't have like a supporting Instagram feed or, um, what else is there besides Instagram these days? Facebook? I'm not on Facebook, so I don't get it. I'm not um, judging anybody who is. I'm sure that it's super valuable. I just I don't. don't I'm do not that. on Facebook. Like I think we literally have a Facebook presence, but I haven't. I, I actually don't think I've ever actually really looked at it. It just happens to be there. Um, and Maybe then there's, Twitter. Do people tweet to each other? They do. Um, we're not 
I, I just, honestly, I've got a lot going on. And it's like, yeah, if this was the only thing I did, we'd probably be on, be on all the f- platforms. But for me, I'm just like, well, I've already got a really big platform on Hello Meridian. We have a website um, and we have a podcast. So I think for I think it works for us. That kind of leads into one of the themes that I've noticed in engagement, or sorry, in, um, in community feedback is mm-hmm. how do you do all this stuff? You, know, you both have full-time jobs. Mm-hmm. I've got a full-time gig and you've got, I think, two gigs that are almost full full-time three now when you count in being a being a mom yeah I mean so are you asking like what my gigs are <laughs> yeah I guess for the listeners oh, let's okay. enumerate what are your gigs oh okay well in I a, mean in a couple of sentences keep it concise okay well I'm a social media I run a social media management well okay let's, let's step back so I, most people know hello meridian which is I work doing influencer work um and that's on Instagram and then I also have had a social media management company for seven years and I just brought on a partner so that we can, and so we're elevating that like crazy. Um, and so there's that. And then I also have another team that's just kind of fun called team hello Meridian. And that's like a totally separate thing. That's like fun influencer work. And they run my, my website because my website is also like this huge community like tool that's gotten much bigger than I expected. And then I'm also, during the summer, especially, I'm mom to three kids. And, you know, that's pretty full time. Summer times are hard. We were just talking about it this morning that it's not something that when people look at um, the summers and they get uh, excited about time, uh, the summer times for you are a little bit more like, oh, my gosh, how am I going to entertain my kids for such a time investment? Well, I mean, if I could just entertain them, that'd be one thing, but I also have to work. So this year, um, I actually was pretty public, like, I'm really chilling um, and, um, I'm just not going to be working as much. I just can't. I, it's anyway. So yeah, it's hard. And then it's, it's interesting that people will sometimes still stop me and and ask what it's like working full-time together, but you, (laughs) you have a very high intense, stressful I have a traditional full-time job, which requires at least 40 hours a week. I can't Um, imagine you working 40 hours a week. Like you never have worked that little ever no 40 hours a week sounds like a freaking phenomenal gig like i would love that i gotta stop saying gig i've said gig like five times okay it's an it's an amazing arrangement to be able to work 40 hours and cap it off yeah we Um, just don't do that in america anymore and i think that especially in my focus and what i do in helping companies grow it's there's never when companies are in growth mode it's not a 40 hour a week scenario it's always more it feels like yeah it is flexible which is good um i love it um i'm passionate about it but it definitely does take a lot of time and it takes a lot a lot of mental work but at the end of the day when i come home i'm i don't have a lot of energy to pour into a lot of other things beyond being a dad and keeping house sometimes so keeping house keeping house yeah i feel like i keep house well do you 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 feel like I went shopping last night. You did go shopping. Thank you yeah. for that. But Who made up that menu? <laughs> Is that okay? Who put the groceries away? Thank you. You are such... Who cooked? You did cook. You always cook on Sundays, and I really appreciate that. But let's be clear, keeping house, I would not say, is one of your responsibilities. It leads oh, to... We're going to fight today. Okay. <laughs> I, I think that to. the mammoth amount of... Um, house duties falls to me but you would take more on if I didn't pay for so many things to get done yeah. 
Uh, let me lay the groundwork right now before we really start fighting. I am appreciative and I acknowledge all the things that you do to keep our house going. It's awesome. And you work your ass off. You're a hard worker and it's great. Full stop. Mm-hmm. Now, where can we go? You are... S- I would not say that you assume I will take on most house responsibilities. I think that we are good at sharing. But one of the reasons we can do that is that I just straight up pay for a house cleaner to come twice a week or not twice a month. Twice a month. Um, we pay for someone to do our lawn because honestly, we had to get to the point where it's like there is no way I can keep these, these chores um, around the house and have these full time um, jobs. So that was eye opening for me for you to say, well, I can spend my time actually cleaning the house or I can spend my time doing the thing that I'm better at work and earn the money to clean the house and probably net positive. And yeah, I thought, a lot positive. I could spend two days cleaning or in one hour I can earn the money to pay for someone to clean our house in a quarter of the time. Yeah. Yeah. So no, yeah, that was hugely beneficial. I don't think we could have ever uh, kept going if if we tried to keep all that going. Mowing the lawn and your deals to get somebody to mow, uh, take care of our grass has been like the biggest gift of time back mm-hmm. to me, which is good. It lets me focus on the kids or whatever it is that we do in the evenings. Anyway, this is all kind of chipping away along the edges of time management and how do we do all these oh, things. Oh, yeah. So I guess the question we were kind of focused on in general in this podcast was people keep asking how we do it um, and how we make this happen when we're both super busy. Um, And I think one of the things also is that um, it's, again, it's, we don't look at it as like this full-time job. Even though it's obviously not, not a hobby anymore. I think we kind of started it as. When did it move past the point of being a hobby for you? Um, well, it was an experiment at first, but honestly, when I saw the downloads for our second episode, I was like, holy crap. Like, um, I, I was just kind of toying, like, let's try, let's start a podcast because the podcast I wish, same with Hello Meridian, the page that I wish we had, we didn't have. So I created the podcast. I wish that Treasure Valley had, uh, we didn't have. So we created it. And then I met with someone after our second podcast dropped and he looked at our numbers and he's like, do you have any idea, you know, like what this, what, you know, what this is indicating. And I didn't know until, you know, I started doing some research. I'm like, oh, this is, this is going to be listened to. And so we need to focus on it um, with the idea that it will be successful and profitable. Mm. I was trying to think of when it moved beyond a hobby for me. I think that has when, it moved beyond a hobby for you, honestly? Uh, oh, um, well, honestly, partially yes, partially no. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, it changed when people would come up to me and say something, or whenever I could see the level of engagement that you were getting mm-hmm. from doing it, and people would mention me specifically. It was like, oh, they're interested in me and what I'm saying or how I'm, I'm saying it. That was. That was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and people being appreciative of it, that was kind of a transitional thing um, that people, that other people were taking it more seriously. Um, the other part of the answer is no, it hasn't stopped being a hobby because in my mind, I can't, I don't know, I suffer from psych- some psychological uh, limitations. And if I make it too serious, then I think that I kind of get inside my head mm-hmm. with it a little bit. Like I have to hold it 
not at arm's length. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that I have to not take it super seriously so that it's still fun. Yeah, in, and in my that's mind. been a struggle for some things. Like, I think, like, I feel like there's some things that, like, I would, I wish you were more excited about because I see them as, like, success indications. But I, it's harder to, like, uh, enjoy them when you're just like, yeah. So, like, when we were, we were nominated for um, Best of Boise, Best Radio Show and Personalities, which the... Results haven't come in yet, but I'm going to, I would bet a lot of money. Oh, yeah. We're, we're up not against gonna, heavy hitters. We're not so going to win. We're the only podcast I think ever been nominated. I'm honored to be on the list <laughs> with awesome people. Yeah. That's great. So like, but being nominated for me, like that a podcast, because there's no, there's no, um, there's no place for a podcast. So it, it, we were written in and nominated for, for best radio show and personalities. And I was super excited. Like. Uh, for me, that was like, that's so cool. We should go to drinks and like celebrate it. And you're like, oh, that's cool. And and we've struggled with having to discuss like your, how you react to things because I've never had a business partner. And so I want some excitement. Like there's, yeah. there's just moments um, or like um, when CNN contacted me to, you know, interview me. I was like, holy crap, you know, like CNN. And you're like, that's cool. And then moved on to the next subject. And that's been something that I still struggle with because I, I want to be more excited, I think. Um, I feel like I want to be more excited too, but I have some psychological damage maybe through my life. I don't know why. Maybe it's not damage. I don't know. But I do feel like I have to earn celebration. Like I can't celebrate in the moment. I have to wait to see if it's real because I've got this fear in my mind that as soon as I start to celebrate it and acknowledge that it's awesome, then something's going to go to shit and then it's done. So I just have to be cautious. In my mind, I do celebrate and I am excited. Um, but I think that, I don't know, in my mind, I think that it's okay that I don't celebrate or emote the same way that you do. Um, because I don't have the expectation that you emote the way that I do. But I often feel like you do have an expectation for me. And that has been a challenge is working through that. Yeah. How we I both think it's react just a to little this. disappointing because it's like, when does it get to a point when it is, you will celebrate it? And I think I have an idea. I think it will be more like monetarily, like what it's doing, um, you know, because I mean, it is, uh, it, it is good that way. But like, um, yeah, that's, that's been just a little disappointing because it's like, well, who do I celebrate with then? <laughs> because sometimes celebrating your successes is a risky business. You can't just be like, guys, guess what? Like, you have to be careful. Um, so, yeah, um, we'll see. We'll see if there's a place where I, I, I'm interested to see if there's something. Well, actually, I think I could see what would excite you. Mm. I think there's a certain there's some certain guests specifically that you kind of have as like, fantasy guests guests that we have we've we've kept on saying we'll do them when we feel like the podcast oh certainly ready. it's keanu when keanu is <laughs> here and we're sitting talking philosophy and just i don't know i feel like that'll be a really great conversation and then i'll think <laughs> i did it <laughs> everything from here on out is gravy okay yeah, yeah. gosh yeah I, that wasn't the guess i was thinking oh but, who were you thinking um i was actually thinking um backcountry Hunters and anglers. Um, yeah. I do like the BHA. Yeah. I just think if they were here, I think if people who you listen to, well, I mean, you've loved so many of our guests, but like there's certain guests who you're just like, they're like so amazing on this totally different level that 
really coincides with your personal focuses, I think you'd be excited. But mm. um, those would be wins for me. That's awesome because yeah. they're. I think because the BHA is 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 in a world of my hobby. Yeah, that that's love. what I mean. And so, like that would be oh, like I love a lot of the topics that we've talked about, um, and they're interesting. It's different from your hobby. It's different from the thing that you want to like take time off to go and do that thing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, to rub shoulders with your peers with a common interest uh, that that'd be kind of interesting. Yeah. And then talking motorcycles in the mountain with Keanu. I think that'd be great too. I'm just putting it on there. It'd be a lot of fun. Okay. And I think that he'd have a fun time too. I think that we could talk. All right, Keanu, you're welcome to come on our podcast Always. at any time. I'm and manifesting. Know, I'm putting it out there. I've done it before. I'm going to keep doing it. I have. I've watched you manifest this. Um, all right. So basically podcast in review, like what are some of just, what do you think? What, what's been your experience? Oh, um, it has been an amazing experience. It has been one of the biggest learning experiences that I've had in my adult career. Um, ha- like at work, I've learned things and I've gained tools and techniques and uh, uh, been able to do some amazing things. And that's cool. But in our relationship, we've had some growth opportunities. And this has been an amazing relationship growth opportunity. Like when I think of the podcast, I think of you and I. Mm-hmm. what is this doing to us and how is this helping us to get closer, to be stronger? Um, what cracks is it shining a light on? It's not a lot of stuff. And so I always think of the podcast in terms of us. Yeah. Does that make sense to you? Totally. Okay. I don't so much. I think I've learned a lot about us. I think it's the first time we've worked in business together. I We always knew that we were pretty good in what we did separately and then coming together was always family or like relationship and working together um i've been pleasantly surprised even though our style we have extremely different stylistic differences okay so let's couch it in a question of what has worked and what hasn't worked where have we grown and where have we seen oh yeah that needs to get a little bit better let's go back and forth okay uh what has worked um uh, I would say... Or what have you learned? What have I learned from the podcast? Uh, while I've I've learned that you are, I think, more just naturally gifted in this. And, like, I'm watching your ease with it. And then I kind of follow suit. I kind of learn from you. and kind of, Even though you were kind of brought into this, like, it was my idea, let's do this. I'm watching you and learning from your technique. Hmm. That's a good one. Thank you. I appreciate you saying that. Um, I have learned that we are two alphas in the same room. And um, sometimes that leads to amazing things. And sometimes it has led to some uh, 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 struggles. <laughs> yeah. A little headbutting. Well, we've known that will. our whole marriage. Like, I, I, it's We've talked, I really am into the Enneagram. I just think it's it's awesome. But you're a one, which is very idealistic. I'm a three, which is very like achiever. And I think that leads to either a extreme power couple or like an implosion. Mm-hmm. And we have to really, we have to focus to keep it from the implosion. Yeah. We could not have done this five years ago. Oh, we didn't nearly have enough tools in the tool belt to manage the conflict that has come from uh, doing what we're doing right now. Yeah, there's a like lot of I think of, uh, let's ju- just apply it to stylistic differences. Mm-hmm. We're very different in the way that we think about structure and 
approach to some of these conversations. And we, I think that we struggle when the other person calls us into question. <laughs> yeah. You think? I think you're saying that, that I struggle when I'm called into question. Uh, that's true. You do <laughs> struggle when I question your approach or how you might say something. It definitely causes some bristles. Mm -hmm. And we're having to deal with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, learn how to make compromises and learn how to listen. I think that the podcast has taught me how to um, take a lot of emotions and set them aside like I do with business, but do it in a, you know, applying techniques that I use at work uh, to my marriage. And I think that has been good. Yeah, for sure. Um, I am surprised how popular um, our podcasts are where we're talking about uh, just like marriage. Um, that was a, a big surprise. Yeah, that's been kind of weird for me too. I thought that when we started, I had the expectation that people wanted content specific to a topic or, you well, know. they do want that. They do. Um, the feedback, however, has been more interest and more comments and more engagement when we talk about, when we just riff and talk, you know, shoot shit or, uh, you know, talk about our relationship. Because oh, we're pretty open about talking about uh, a lot of things with our relationship. And I just don't know that a lot of people are quite as open as, as we are. So maybe it, it engenders a natural curiosity of people. Yeah, I think that definitely could be the case. I think people do want a Boise focused podcast and we're giving them that, but then it's always interesting to see the people behind it. And I think because we're creating content that's helpful on one level, it's like, well, let's hear the, the, the other aspect, which is, um, you know, where we're coming from. And yes, we are very open, but there, we are also really not open. It's funny how many things we're like, yeah, we're not going to talk about that. Um, because that's not what we want to do. But this leading in, this is why um, by the time this podcast release, it will have already said it, but um, we are going to be moving into publishing or to dropping every single week because as we heard people wanted more conversations about our just marriage in general, I think not because we're experts, but just because we're like two friends who maybe you want to say, what are your thoughts after 20 years of marriage? If we're going to bring that in, then we just have to release more often. So that's something we're we're working on now. Yeah. Um, coupled with the um, so many amazing guests that we've had that have content that can be refreshed, you know, things to do in certain parts of the state. Um, man, we could talk to a lot of people much more frequently. And uh, and then you pl uh, you add on the the relationship talk and kind of an insight into just how we go on, whether you know we're sitting by a fire pit or we're sitting with friends or sitting in front of a microphone. Mm -hmm. um, I think that there's a lot of a lot of opportunity, and it feels like just structurally and you know behind the curtain running a podcast, uh, it works a lot better if you can queue up a lot of topics and get them you know systematized and get them regular. Then um, I think that it just naturally lends to more content. Yeah, I think there's a actually, sweet spot that I think that we're that we're getting towards. And I'm not sure if it's weekly. It might be weekly. It might be three times a month. I don't know where it is, but um, I feel like we're definitely um, have room to grow into it. Yeah, I think it will make it easier. I think I think going more often will make it easier creatively, but also we're make creativity. What's the word I'm looking? Creatively. For? Creatively, but um, no, I. I feel like there's a different version I want to use. Um, I think that uh, what's cool about making up your own thing is you can do whatever you want. Like, <laughs> I mean, we have, um, you know, we have sponsors and all that, but um, 
yeah, we'll just figure out what kind of works. Another lesson that I've learned is um, being selective with the content that we create. There are several episodes that we've done that we haven't released. Mm -hmm. So letting go of this pressure to release everything that we spit out in front of the microphone has really helped me to be um, better about producing quality Mm -hmm. and letting go of the things that aren't and recognizing what isn't too. Yeah, we've released a couple that I actually wish uh, we hadn't, and they were just the two of us. I think all of our guests have been great. Um, But we actually have had some with guests we didn't release, and that was for whatever reasons. Uh, Like, even just, like, sound, we hadn't set something up quite right, like, on Zoom, and it was like... Yeah, there's there's been some learning curve with the technology. So, um, yeah, at the same time, I think we had to release ourselves from a a place of perfection that, um, yeah, we have an idea of, like, a perfect podcast, but... That's not really what it's about. If we really are focused on conversation, sometimes it's it's just going to be fun or good, and and perfection isn't something to strive for because then you're you're always dealing with um, with anxiety and stress about it. Yeah, uh, I've also learned that I can't wing it as much as I thought that I could in the beginning. Yeah, you really were kind of wanting to go that route. Now I can wing. Sorry, winging it sounds very um, lazy, but. I can go into an interview with a candidate, right, for a job mm-hmm. and having read the resume um, uh, and that's it and start a conversation that leads to amazing places. But I don't have to prep a ton besides looking at some basic points. Mm-hmm. And I thought that I could do the same thing with some of our topics here and it hasn't worked the same way. I've learned that I'm a lot better in front of the microphone whenever I, when I've done a little bit more prep to structure a conversation, to ask some specific questions. But when I am a little bit overconfident and I go into it just thinking, ah, well, it'll figure itself out and, uh, when the tape rolls. It hasn't been like that for me in my mind. So that didn't work. What else has not worked? Hmm, what has not worked? Um, well, let me spin it a little way and say uh, I've learned that we're better when we uh, cluster record mm-hmm. and we dedicate a big chunk of time where we just focus on the podcast, when we have to do it in the middle of a day where I have to pull myself out of work or, um, uh, you know, just a small chunk of time, my mind having to go from one mindset and switch over to a totally different mindset to podcast um, with other distractions. And then after I'm done, I got to go back into it again. That doesn't work as well for me. It's better when we can dedicate a whole day and just focus. So deep focus. Yeah. Well, because we don't really talk about the podcast very much. That's one thing that it is interesting is that for me is that it's not a big topic just between the two of us. Like we don't just sit and talk about the podcast. We have to actually structure because we have really fun conversations. So we don't usually want to talk about the podcast. We, so we'll be like, we'll, we'll drive and we'll say, let's just talk about the podcast for like two hours. But it is a small part of our relationship, a very small part of our relationship. But when we can dedicate a whole day, then that day is focused on that. And I actually find that really fun because then it's a whole event. I feel like we really get in our groove. Um, yeah, so I would agree. Cluster con- cluster, con- cluster, content creation, way to go for us. Yeah. Um, how, about, how about you? What has worked or what have you learned or what hasn't worked? lesson learned um, one lesson I would learn is that sometimes you just have to say we're not going to get into the mood if we don't start there like if you're in a grumpy like if I pissed you off or something before a podcast it's going to be a real shit podcast <laughs> because you're not going to be open 
to me. And that and that works okay. Sometimes we've had guests and we we weren't super happy with each other before, but we can we our our chemistry with the guest is fine. But you and I are never never unless it's going to be a conversation where we're getting into it. Like and we've done that. But it, we didn't release those because we got mad. I feel like the podcast has been a a reflection of our relationship, just um, applied in a smaller level. When we're firing on all cylinders, it's awesome. But we're also very volatile, and um, <laughs> and uh, uh, not to say that we're about to crack, but yeah, there's a little bit of fieriness and trying to deal with that and separate it um, and just podcast. I don't know how to do that quite yet. Like, no, you're right. Like there is a lot of residual that, you know, if we've been arguing that it's hard for me to just say, set that aside, let's get down to business because the podcast and conversations require, I don't know, some authenticity. And it's hard for me to, to fake that and to compartmentalize issues sometimes and say, well, we'll deal with that later. Yeah. Well, one is, as we've said, we are both super alphas. Neither of us are wear the pants in our, in our relationship. Like we are very, I'd say that we're st- always struggling over the pants. Well, I don't think so. I don't feel like we struggle over power. Like, I feel like we're two alphas, but we're also not competitive. Like, but here's the thing that I have the issue with, and and I don't know if it's right, because a part of me still kind of thinks it's right. But in the delineation of of, uh, responsibilities in the podcast, percentage-wise, I am... I don't know, would you want to get... (laughs) I'm just wondering why you're bringing this up right now. This is what I'm saying, is that I do so much more on the back end, anything podcast like that has to do with structure or editing or writing or copy that has to do with it or contacting guests, all that it's all me. So, um, and that's one of the things is that it's, I started it and that's kind of what I do. But at the same time, I'm like, well, I have a right to kind of trump you in like stylistic stuff because I'm doing the work, but that's not accurate because that wasn't the deal. And so I think there were some expectations that needed to be um, fine-tuned mm-hmm. because I was getting angry. And I still, we are still working on that. I'm not happy with the delineation of duties. Like I want, because there's things I'm doing that I'm like, this is stupid. I'm not the best person to do this. When I'm literally married to a guy who walks into businesses and creates systems to make them better, that's your job. Yeah. So for me, I'm like, do it for the podcast, but at the same time, you're like, well, that wasn't really the deal, Natalie. The deal was, I'm going to come in as talent. So I struggle with that. Yeah, and <laughs> I think that that is fair, and I acknowledge your feelings, <laughs> and I'm sorry for the negative feelings that you're feeling. <laughs> it must feel negative. Uh huh. Thank you. That, thank you. That yeah. was helpful. Uh-huh. Um, and I, it, but that is accurate in a lot of ways. Uh, you do most of the heavy lifting. When it comes to logistics and especially on the back end, I feel much more comfortable on the front end. On the back end, I have a hard time. I got a hard time listening to myself. Which yeah, that's is, bothered me. Which is interesting because I love talking and I love like having the conversation, but having to go back and listen to myself, I get super insecure. And and maybe a lot of people would relate to this. You listen to your voice, you listen to how you say something, you listen to all of your mistakes and it's hard to do that and it's hard to sit down and do it for an hour and think oh my gosh I was such a derp yeah because you don't oftentimes you don't listen to them and I listen to them on average of five times um by the time well uh at least three times before they're released and then 
once right before it's released and then once after it's released. And then usually I'll listen to it like a few months later to see how we're changing. But that's just how I work with it. And I it. think that that's your choice to, to but do like, it like for that. you, I'm like, hey, did you listen to that podcast six months later? And you're like, nah. And I think I was there. I was there the first <laughs> time that like I was literally there when we had the conversation. Yeah. But at the same I time, I know how the conversation went. Yeah, it's just different. So again, uh, it's like, oh, well okay, he's going to handle this differently and what expectations do I need to change and which expectations are like, no, I'm not going to change and, and you need to change. Yeah. When I can quit my full-time gig and have the same capacity to dedicate to it, I think that um, I'll definitely do much more lifting and I'd like to do more lifting in the meantime too. Oh, thank you. I appreciate How's, that. Yeah, that would be that? great. Sure. Right. <laughs> One thing that has surprised me, different um, topic, is... I learned that you're probably better at dealing with feedback and giving feedback to people that have responded negatively to us in social media mm -hmm. than I would be. Oh my I don't have nearly the patience to deal with these knuckleheads that you do. Yeah. Well, and also I realize I don't need to deal with them. Like things have changed, uh, you know, and we can go into that on a different, different topic, but, um, some people are just going to be pissed at no matter what. And usually I respond nicely. I always respond nicely. But now also, if they're just rude, I'm just blocking them. Uh, you don't have to listen to my free podcast. <laughs> like, you don't have to come to my free web, my free website and my free Instagram page to just be a content vampire. If you don't like it, don't listen. And don't be rude. So I think, though, you would be a very angry man, honestly, if you dealt with the social media side of everything I do. I think you, you would... Um, you would not be, not be, I don't, I don't think you'd still be there. I don't think that I'd be angry, but I think that it would change how I engage with people. Mm -hmm. Like, I kind of have this vision of how I, sorry, let me start over. <clears throat> when you're in a business and you hire somebody new and they come into your business and they're, they have totally fresh eyes, it's awesome for them to work with you for a few months to learn how the business operates and then to solicit their feedback to say, all right, now that you know us and you've kind of seen how we operate, what's your perspective? We live in this thing. We've been doing it this way for a long time. You're, you're, you're fresh. But now that you understand us, tell us what some of your fresh eyes are. You get some of the best feedback um, about how your business operates from new people, people that are new to coming into it. And that's how I feel like I am with engagement and coming into social media. I, I, I feel like sometimes... You might tend to discredit me for my perception on things, but I don't know. Maybe it's fresh to think, like, listening to how people engage with other people through this shield of a phone or the internet where they're not face-to-face, -face, it has shown a light on so many dysfunctions in people. Like, I cannot believe that people act the way that they do. Mm. Cannot believe some of the comments that people share. Like, the CNN comment. We had a couple of people that gave you some serious um, criticisms for just talking to CNN. Mm -hmm. And they said, well, why didn't you talk to Fox News? And I'm like, well, I guess because Fox News wasn't banging <laughs> down our door asking for comments. Should I decline everybody and just wait for Fox News to come and talk to me? I'm like, that's dumb. Like that whole gripe is ridiculous. Yeah. And whoever that said that is ridiculous. And I would be more blunt in saying, hey, listen, buddy, I love you. I'm sure that you're a great person, but you're being dumb. Well, I don't use that word. I don't say dumb, but like I did, I did respond because they didn't ask me. And I just think people don't know how things work. 
Um, you think that CNN and Fox News and MSNBC and the list goes on and on. Do you think that there's like a correspondent and that they're all traveling around the country in a gaggle? And when they come up <laughs> to you, you have the choice of who you speak to. Oh, I want to talk to so-and-so Bloomberg. Mm-hmm. No, it was. it doesn't work like that. Yeah, anyway. and I had a lovely experience uh, working with CNN. And I also, uh, if you don't watch that show, I mean, that's fine. But you can still respect that it's a it's a national news outlet that's, uh, that was cool. And most people were super cool about it. Um, but honestly, I just block people all the time because I just, there's this thing that happened where people thought that social media people had to create something for their followers. That's not the case, actually. What it is is that we will create great stuff and you're lucky to get to be part of it. And if you don't accommodate our boundaries, you will be asked to leave um, or pushed out the door. And the perspective is the opposite. It's, oh, I'm going to impose upon you my desire of what I want to consume and you Mm -hmm. will become what I want or I will cancel you. And and that's fine. Like and and cancel culture is just ridiculous. But just, uh, you know, if something makes you uncomfortable to watch, first of all, think, "Mm, I mean, we could do a whole topic. Let's do a whole topic. Like I thought that at one point, the response would be, oh, I don't like what she said. What are my options? Oh, I guess I just keep on scrolling. Yeah, no. Scroll to the next one or change the, the channel. But instead, it's like, no, you had better think the way that I think or you're the enemy. Yeah. And then you just realize that people are um, emotionally, um, they're not as emotionally intelligent as you'd hope they would be. And you just choose to work with people who, who are. And, and then, and, and that's been fine. Yeah. So on the podcast, honestly, that's one of the reasons that we do just try to keep things pretty neutral is so the conversation can can keep going because there are some places that it, it, if you're moving into that section, the conversation just tends to end. And that's not really what this particular podcast needs to be about. Yeah. I kind of envision the success of the podcast is, oh, people listen to it. They download it. They engage with it. That is the metric of success. And if they don't like it, well, I guess they'll scroll on or stop listening or, I don't know, go swallow a fork. I don't care. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, so that's an interesting recap of, um, I guess, <laughs> the last year and few months of, of the podcast. Um, <laughs> good download <laughs> session. Is swallow a fork a term? I heard somebody say it the other day, and they said it with such... There's something about the F and the K at the beginning and the, at the end of fork. When they just said it, it was like, oh. Gosh, I wonder why that's, that. That's not vulgar, but it's kind of aggressive, and I love it. Go swallow a fork. Huh. You don't like it? And just the visuals of it is so <laughs> gruesome. I th- <laughs> People are hilarious. Yeah. I didn't think that up. I co-opted it from somebody. Well, that's fine. So thank you, TikTok, for showing know, me cool things gosh, TikTok, uh, to say. Well, I so will I, have to say I appreciate it. It has been fun working with you on the podcast. Oh, I love it. Our relationship is better than it ever has been because in large part because of doing this and working together. And I hope that the byproduct is, is that we're creating something that somebody likes to listen to. And apparently if you don't, you can just scroll or eat a fork. Uh, swallow a fork. Swall- sorry. sorry. I, I probably wouldn't go about it that way. I'm like, thanks for listening. 
And if you're not listening, then I don't have to say anything to you because you're literally not listening. So we just go about that differently. Hey, I'm looking forward to another year of awesome content uh-huh. and fun conversations. I am too. And thanks to all of you who are listening to this now. Uh, going on a journey with us. Thank you for your patience and listening to us as we're trying to figure this stuff out. And hopefully as we do it longer, we'll get better at it. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, we'll catch you guys later. Thanks for listening. This is the Boise Bubble Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast and leave a five-star review. Follow us on Instagram at the Boise Bubble. And for more information about our community, follow at Hello Meridian. See you next time. The Boise Bubble Podcast is sponsored by Volkswagen of Boise. Interested in buying a Volkswagen in the Treasure Valley? Head to www.volkswagenofboise.com to learn more.